Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, September the 15th as we come off. Another disappointing Phillies loss. Welcome to 2021. Philly lose at home to the Cubs last night. Just another brutal, disappointing, frustrating loss. They fall six to three at home. Just one of the many nails in the coffin, it feels like, is this Phillies team just limping to the finish line yet again. What else is new? The question isn't anymore, are they going to make the playoffs? The question is, are they going to be over 500? 500 baseball team right now. Back to 72 and 72 on the season. They've lost six of their last seven. They're four and eight in the month of September. If you're looking for something that feels familiar, there you go. Four and eight. Four and eight in September. It's just how many years? How many years can we do this over and over and over again? How many years can we keep believing and then get to September and just have the wind knocked out of us. I mean, how many times can we do this? Honestly, I mean, this Phillies team needs to do something. Not this group of guys right now because this one's over. I would like to get them uh, over 500 because I bet on the over before the season. So win me some money here. That's about all I got. But seriously, like moving forward, you know, you're you're starting to get to a point where, you know, you're asking a lot of your fan base. The Phillies are starting to ask a lot of their fan base. We're talking about a decade now without the playoffs. A decade without a winning record unless they can somehow finish out this season a little bit better than they are right now. A decade. It's a decade. And to ask those fans to to keep coming to games, which we know has steadily decreased over this 10 years, to ask fans to keep watching games, to keep buying merchandise, to keep caring about this team, you got to give them something at some point. You know, at some point, people will lose interest if it's the same thing year after year after year. Do you want to hear a crazy stat? And you've probably heard it because we talked about it last year and whatnot, but when... The Phillies don't go over 500 this year. If they don't, it will be the longest streak in baseball without going over 500. They are also the longest streak in baseball without making the playoffs. <laughs> the Phillies. Ah. Such a disappointment right now, this team. It's hard to it's hard to get excited. I mean, what, right now, I mean, where they're at, it's a really frustrating spot. And 
You know, there's a lot to be done. Dave Dombrowski has a big job on his hands. And he's had a year now or nine months or whatever to feel out the organization, to see who's doing what, to see what needs to change. Now it's time for Dave Dombrowski to make some changes. As much as, you know, there were questions about Dombrowski uh, from a hiring perspective in terms of, of the age and where he's at in his baseball career and all that, as opposed to going and hiring one of the younger, up-and-coming type of guys. But but if nothing else you could say about Dombrowski is that guy's been around some winning organizations. He has been around some winners. He knows what a winning organization should look like. He knows how winning organization should function. And obviously that's not what he was seeing here. I mean, clearly the evidence tells us that this is not a winning organization, nor has it been for a long time. But also the fact that he went and kind of cleaned house in the the front office, you know, got rid of two assistant general managers, the scouting director, all these types of things, like really trying to, to change things over. And as he said put together an organization where everyone's firing towards the same goal, where everyone is teaching the same things, where everyone is learning the same way, where there is a a path, a, a plan from an organizational perspective about how you do things. How do you develop guys? How do you go about teaching? What philosophies are we teaching? What analytics are we using? How are we applying those analytics? All these different things like, You know, this needs to be a team effort. The organization needs to be fully behind the things they're doing. I think what's been happening for too long with this organization has been, you know, a lot of different people doing different things and not really coalescing into a a team as an organization, I mean. You know, and you got old school versus new school and this versus that. And there are all these different philosophies floating around the building, floating around the organization. And there's not one predominant defining thing that, that drives them forward together. And I think that's what Dabrowski's trying to fix. And I think it's what he has to fix. We talk about it all the time and we know it, but I mean, on a basic level, this organization is never going to be where we want them to be unless they draft and develop, right? I mean, that's... So basic. And I do appreciate that he kept Brian Barber in his spot. Gave him a little more power. Reports directly to Dombrowski. I like all that because I think Brian Barber's done a really nice job in his first two years of drafting players here. But on the whole, this organization, you know, it's it's a flawed organization. As evidenced by 10 straight years without the playoffs. Potentially 10 straight years without a winning record. I mean, that's... That is, that alone, right? I mean, you should be able to say this team has not made the playoffs in 10 years, and, and guess what? They, they haven't had a winning record in 10 years. At least right now, they're 500, so in 10 years, they've not had a winning record. I mean, that, that, that sentence, that statement alone should mean that there's clearly issues in the organization. There are clearly things that need to change. And look, again, I do think Dombrowski has pedigree to make these changes. I do think Dombrowski knows what a good organization looks like, knows where the Phillies are failing and where they're, you know, kind of what to do to to move this forward and, and to blend analytics with the old school and all that and not have these factions warring against each other because it is important. Look, you know that I'm a, I'm a fan of analytics. I'm someone who believes in that stuff. And I think 
you know, evidence pretty clearly says when it's the Rays and the Dodgers in the World Series and the Rays dominating the Dodgers and the Indians are good most years and the A's are good most years and this and that. Like, yeah, yeah, analytics matter. Clearly. Inarguable. Sorry. I know. I know there are a lot of people who hate analytics and it's ruining the sport. And look, I, I get it. In some ways, analytics has taken some of the fun out of baseball. I don't disagree with that. There's a lot of ways. I mean, the shift, all that kind of stuff is is less fun and all that. And I do think, you know, as we've talked about a million times, I think there's a, a better version of baseball than the one we're watching right now. And I, I'm I'm all for whatever they need to do to, to, to get back to that better version of baseball. We've talked about that a, a number of times. But, um, you know, outside of that, that idea, um, you know, I, I think that when you're looking at this Phillies organization, they need to find a way to to blend these things. Because I don't think it should just be analytics. I do believe in a gut feel and a, and a scouting and all that stuff. I don't think it's either or. I think it's a blend. And I think Dabrowski's here to to, to melt that and, and put that together. And, it, and it's so incredibly necessary for this organization. I mean, this organization is wayward. They're floating out in the middle of the ocean with no direction and nowhere to go. Clearly, again, as shown by the last 10 years. Just a middling organization. I mean, not making the playoffs in a decade after you know, five straight years there is, is tough. Tough B, especially when this city was so fillied up. I mean, to set the sellout streak for games in a row and then to be at the point we're at now where, I mean, we know, you know, the, these home games, we saw it last night. You'll see it when they're they're facing the Orioles and the Pirates at home. Like, no one's going to be there. No one is going to be there. Because they're out of it and they're playing bad teams and everyone knows they're not going to make it happen. And that sucks. It sucks because Citizen Bank Park, when it's rocking, is special. And we saw that for a, the briefest moments this year. That Mets series, the briefest moment. place was awesome. It was so fun there. It was Baseball was back, and I think that's part of, of what contributed to so many of us, myself included, being ready to jump on when they had that eight-game win streak in that Mets series because it felt like Phillies baseball again. It felt like our heyday. It felt like, okay, this is fun again. For the first time in so long, it's fun again. September 15th, today. Not fun anymore. (laughs) Officially back to no fun Phillies. As uh, again, you know, it's a it's a pivotal off season for this team, and we'll you know get more into it as we get a little closer, and as they're what I expect officially eliminated from the playoffs and all that. But just so many decisions this off season, both on the field and off. Obviously, we just talked about the importance of the hires that they're going to make in the front office and the scouting department, all that stuff. How crucial, crucial it is to bring in smart people, to have everyone firing on the same page and all that. And let me just say now, hire someone from the race. I don't know. It's a wild thought. been saying it for years. They still haven't done it. Uh, go pluck someone from the race. Like, get the eighth guy in the race organization before you get the second guy in the Angels organization or the Twins organization or whatever. Twins are okay. You know what I mean? 
Like get the get the get the intern from the Rays before I get the higher up at the at the Angels or the Orioles. You know what I'm saying, Dave? Go hire someone from the Rays, please, please. Either way, massively important hires from a front office perspective. Just massive, 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 massive. And then and then obviously the reshaping of this roster in a way where we've talked about it a lot and we'll talk about it more, but. You know, the the organization is in an interesting spot where this group on the field right now is supposed to be ready to compete. Obviously, from a cost perspective, you know, I mean, they are you know fifth highest payroll in baseball, six, whatever it is, you know, the Rays are last. So, you know, you feel like from a money perspective, you should be able to compete with as much money as you're spending, but also with Bryce Harper here, with the Romuto contract, with Zach Wheeler. I mean, they've made all these win-now moves. They brought all these guys in to, to compete now and... They're just not good enough. And all the minor league help they have is in the low minors. You know, they're trying to rebuild that farm system from the ground up because somehow, after losing for five years, you still couldn't do it. Matt Klintak and Andy McPhail just crippling this organization. I mean, Andy McPhail should go down as one of the, you know, most hurtful Phillies figures of this millennium. I mean, that guy set us back. What a, what a disaster. Clentac too, but McPhail's just zero leadership above him. What a disaster. But, you know, they have to find a way to reshape this team on the fly at the major league level to make Bryce Harper happy. I mean, Bryce Harper coming off an MVP type season, and, and I'm sure that dude is like, what the hell? I couldn't have been better, and we didn't even make the playoffs in the worst division in baseball by by miles, you know? So Harper there. You got Wheeler coming off a great season. That guy's going to want to win. JT got paid. He needs to be better. But, like, you've, you've got this commitment to these guys, this group here. John Middleton has made promises. You know, that's how you got Bryce Harper here with promises of winning, of spending, of going for it. So it's a precarious spot for Dombrowski where he has to find a way to honor that, to to compete with Bryce Harper, to compete with this group of guys that, that again, right now, you, there's nothing else you do at the major league level. You either trade all the guys away, and let's be honest, honestly, for the future of the and I'm not saying I want them to do this, I'm... I'm 40 in 10 days. Like every season's a gift now. And I, yeah, I know as I'm sure as I get older and older, I'll feel even more that way. But I, I really started to look at it that way where, you know, it's how many seasons can I, can I, can I do? How many seasons do I have? And, you know, I know I'm not that old. Don't get me, you know, I'm not like, you know, midlife crisis or anything right now, but I, I am, you know, I do think about it. I mean, how many do I have? You know, maybe as many as I've had something like that, probably less. I don't know. The average age says less. Not to get too morbid. I hope I live longer than that, but you know, it, it, I, I, I want to see some wins, man. I want to see some more World Series in my lifetime. And this spot that they're in is a real frustrating one because, you know, you don't want them to give away time. But but the smartest thing for the healthy, future of the organization is probably to rebuild. It's probably just start over and kind of really do this thing right because they failed at it. They blew it the first time. So, you know, start over and do it right or or kind of, Mix and match with this group you have and then build from the minors. And I think that's what they're going to do. If I had to bet on what the plan is, it's going to be that. And that's a, a lot for, you know, a double barrel approach for Dombrowski while also worrying about the front office. It's a massive offseason for Dave Dombrowski. That guy's got a lot on his plate. He's got a lot to handle. He's got a lot of 
expectation. He's got a lot of hope pinned on him. And uh, it's going to be fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. And and again, crucially important, too, uh, to kind of see what direction he goes and how these things play out. Um, all right, well, we'll obviously talk way more about this as the uh, season peters to a close. But um, quickly, let's get to last night and then some other Phillies news. Uh, not too much to say. Last night, just another... Disappointing loss. You know, go down early, look like they were going to fight, come back. Well, they get up early in the first, then they go down after that, excuse me, and then and then get up. Um, and yet look like they were going to fight and just couldn't get it done. They end up losing 6-3 to three, the way it played out. Kyle Gibson, just not his best stuff. He fought. You know, don't, don't hate on Kyle too much. He fought five innings, four runs, five hits, no runs, seven strikeouts, gave up two homers, which really crushed him. Um, you know, just wasn't his best stuff, but battled. Basically, uh, uh, Odubo homered to lead it off in the first, get it going. Then the Phillies clammed up for a while, as expected, as usual. Gibby goes five, J.D. Hammer cleaning, then Sam Coonrod. Uh, so uh, Herrera, and then in the fifth, Gibby falls apart, gives up a homer to uh, Patrick Wisdom, a homer to Revis. It's 3-1, then a double, it's 4-1, that's Gibby's night. Phillies come back and add a couple in the sixth, RBI double by Harper. Harpering. Um, four three. You're like okay, feeling good. Then literally the top of the next inning, Sam Coonrod gives up two back to back RBI doubles, and that would do it. Six three. The Cubs close it out. Bryce Harper one for three with a walk and an RBI and a run. OPS now up to ten thirty three on the season. Three oh seven average at ten thirty three OPS. I mean. A truly magical season from Bryce Harper, just being frittered away. It's it's again, you know, there there are a lot of shames of this season. There really are a lot of things that we can look back on and and say, oh, that was a the, you know, the season itself. Obviously, a disappointment. But there are a lot of things that we could say that it's a bigger disappointment because of none bigger than the wasting of this Bryce Harper season. You know, none bigger. This guy is having an all-time great Philly season. He's got a 10.33 OPS. I mean, that's... It's insanity. It's otherworldly. He's doing everything he could ever want, and it's, it feels like he's out there by himself most nights. You know, it really does. And, uh, you know, obviously last night gets a little help, Odubel Homer and all that, but but three runs just night after night after night. It's just not enough. Segura has been good again lately. He's the 2.98, but that's it. I mean, other than Segura's back 2.98, you just go through the lineup. I mean, Odubel two fifty eight with a three fourteen OBP, McCutcheon two twenty, Brad Miller two twenty six, Didi Gregorius two twenty, Torres two forty three, Freddie two thirty nine, Nap one fifty. <laughs> I mean, think about that. All those as I go down them, Odubel's two fifty eight ends up being the third best after Harper and Zagura, and that's tragic. This team is tragic this year, and it really is. It's a, it's a shame, and it's a shame that the bats have gone cold and Bryce has done everything he could to to help, but, you know, they just haven't scored enough runs lately. I mean, you go through the last few games. I mean, they scored three last night, four the night before, six in the win against the Cubs, but then two, three, three, zero. Six runs over four games. Again, guess what? I got something to tell you. They lost all four of those. Shocking. You know, then they have that game where they score 12, but then it's 3, 2, 3. You know, it just 
just not good enough. His team's just not good enough. Offensively, not good enough. Obviously, you know, you've lost some guys, but underperformances. I mean, Didi, JT, these guys have stunk. They've stunk for this team this year. Really, just a massive disappointment across the board. And, um, you know, we've gone through the schedules and all that. The Phillies now uh, at four and a half back still. And that, that, you know, another, it's one of those, you know, um, double-edged sword things where you're like, well, at least the other teams lost last night. But, yeah, the Phillies did too. The Phillies had a chance to make up ground and they couldn't. They're not going to have any more. There are 18 games left. I mean, it's over. It's over. But there's 18 games left. Like, you, you win last night, you're three and a half back, and you're two back, and you're, you know, whatever, all this stuff. And they just don't. They don't. They don't. So they are now um, four and a half back in the division behind the Braves. The Mets are one game behind them, 72 and 72 on the season. What a bummer that is. And they are three back in the wild card, three behind the St. Louis Cardinals, one back of, uh, excuse me, two back of the Padres, two and a half back of the Reds as the Cardinals are a half game up on the Reds, one game up on the Padres, and then three up on the Phillies, four up on the Mets. So, you know, just slipping away. Um, It's just slipping away. Three back with 18 to go for the wild card, uh, and three teams to hop, and four and a half back with 18 to go for the division. Um, and again, you know, just uh, you think about those numbers, and you think about if if you just flip the record, right? They're four and eight in September. If they're eight and four in September, which, considering the teams they played in September, was very doable. And. Uh, you know, they're 8-4, they're half game back of the Braves. Think about that. You flip their September record, they're half game back of the Braves. They're in front in the wild card. It's a shame. It's a shame. They've had opportunities in a season where there are a lot of teams that have a chance. I mean, if you're in the American League, you have a chance. I mean, you didn't have a chance if you're in the American League. And the Phillies couldn't capitalize. I mean, that's... Another one, we just talking about wasting the Bryce Harper season, but how about wasting the in the worst division and in the National League thing? I mean, so just for reference sake, if the Phillies were in the American League, they would be 10 games out of the wild card. 10 out of the second wild card. So they would be 10 games out of a playoff spot in the wild card perspective. Uh, if they were in the AL East, so 10 games out of the wild card. So let's see if they could have won one of the divisions. In the AL East, there are 18 games. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was rude of me. There are 17 and a half games behind the Tampa Bay Rays. 17 and a half. They are 10 and a half games. Oh, no, excuse me. Bad job. 11 games behind the White Sox in the AL Central. And they are 12 games. Behind the Houston Astros in the AOS. So if the Phillies were in the American League, there'd be 10 and a half games out of any playoff spot right now. A minimum of 10 and a half games out of a playoff spot right now. If they're in the American League. And oh, by the way, there are three teams tied for that wild card spot too. <laughs> I mean, they're just so far from a playoff team. And they had a chance. Fate swung their way. Quickly, too, because we all remember heading into last season, we talked about how screwed the Phillies were because they had to play the AL East and the NL East, the two toughest divisions in baseball. Guess what? One of those is still tough. 
The AL East is absolutely one of the toughest divisions in baseball. The NL East is the easiest by miles. And the National League, significantly easier on the low end of the wild card than the American League. The Phillies were in a position this year. And they couldn't take advantage of it, and it stinks. Uh, Back at it tonight. By the way, one other Phillies thing, at least some good news on the way out. Goodbye, Vinny Velasquez. He was DFA'd the other day. Officially released. It's over. We did it. Look, if there's anyone who symbolizes the last four or five years of Phillies baseball, Vinny is right at the front of it. I will take him being released. Officially gone as a sign of good things to come. Positivity, folks. Um, Look, it's been a tough week. Back at it tonight. Against the Cubbies, we'll see what the Phillies can do. Uh, you know, again, I think the season is over, but Suarez on the hill tonight, so at least they have a chance because they got their best pitcher other than Wheeler on the hill to thunk it. Um, but yeah, ultimately, you know, um, if if and I don't think they're going to, but if they're going to make any sort of even attempted a run, they better start winning some games. So we'll see what happens. Either way, we will certainly be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies today, right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.